you, Jesus. We give you praise. Lord, we've come for glory. Please have mercy on us. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we're trusting you tonight that you would take us to new depth in you. In the name of Jesus. Please let no one leave here the same way that they have come. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good evening. How, how are you? How are you? Are you excited to be here today? All right. We give God praise. So um, we'll just look at God's word in the time that we have. How many of us are blessed already? Can we appreciate um, Pure Streams for such a... Hallelujah. So we want to look at God's word um, very quickly in the time that we have. And I trust that it will bless you. It's a kind of um, continuation to what we've been looking at, what Pizak has been. The conversations that Pizak has been sharing with us. But we just want to pick it up and look at it in another way. Um, let's turn our Bibles to Acts chapter 13. We'll start from there. Acts chapter 13. And let's see verse 36. We've been talking about the kingdom and all of that. And then on Sunday, I, in, during the second service, I told us that the kingdom message is not the latest message in town. Do we remember? I told us that it's not what you share to show that you are on the cutting edge. Okay? So it's a very, very important message for us. And I also told us that that is probably the only way that God has his way on the earth. So let's just see what David, a man that the Bible tells us was after God's heart. Let's just read this because all of this conversation that we're having, this is really where we're. This is really where we're going to. You know, we've said that the word of God is not, um, it's not high up there. It's not something, it's not some esoteric stuff that you just say to get high. It's a very, very practical um, message. It's something that all of us can use. Do we all agree? Amen. And this is really where, this is really where we're going and would we'll spend some time there this evening with the help of the Holy Spirit. Of course, we'll look at some other scriptures, but this will be our anchor. 
for David after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep, was buried with his fathers. Okay, that's this not this part doesn't concern us. It's the first part. The Bible says that he served his own generation. How? By the will of God. Um, this doesn't do much justice to it. The, the, the actual rendering is that David, David served the will of God or David served the purposes of God. Do we understand this? In his generation. Amen. And you need to appreciate the fact that it's not very easy to come to this place. When you are, when the Bible says you are serving something, anything that you are serving, it means that that's what you are living for. Okay? In, in Titus chapter 3, verse 3, the Bible says that when we were foolish, and then he began to give the symptoms of foolishness. And then he says we were disobedient. And then he says that we were deceived. And then we were serving various what? Lusts and pleasures. Living in malice and envy. Hateful and hating one another. Amen. I don't know the theology that you have, but you must, you must appreciate the fact that in the realm of the spirit, there is something called the law of substitution. Amen. There is something called the law of what? Substitution. And it works, it works both ways. It can work for good. It can work it can work for bad. Amen. Do you know that this just an aside? Do you know that if do you know that God said that He would give He would some people would die for your sake? Somebody that is supposed to to die, God can take out someone else just so that you can you can leave. So there is a law called the law of substitution. And as it relates to us, you are either serving the will of God or you are serving various lusts and pleasures. And many people serve various lusts and pleasures till they die. And it's not necessarily the will of God. Amen. Please just stay with me. We're going somewhere. And I trust that we would arrive, would arrive very safely. Um, you're looking too serious. Please smile so that I can know that. You know, it's not even by frowning your face. That doesn't mean that the message is entering. In fact, it may be a sign that you don't even understand what we're saying. Amen. 
So I've told you before, it's not by looking straight and it's not by nodding your head like this. If you want to nod, nod, but make sure that you are not whining yourself. Amen. Because you can't, you can't whine me and you can't whine God. Hallelujah. So, serving the will of God. It's not, it's not something very, very uh, natural to get to a place where you are serving the will of God in your generation. Do we appreciate this? And all of these conversations that we're having week in, week out, this is one of the places that it is, it is bringing us to. And we would, we would get into some things tonight by the grace of God, and I believe that it will help you. Now, if you are going to serve the will of God in your generation, then you must become familiar with some of the challenges of that generation. Amen. So that you can appreciate the will of God, you can appreciate the word of God more than the average average person out there. Hallelujah. The Bible was specific. It says he served he could have just said he served the will of God, but he says he served the will of God in his generation. Amen. There's a reason why you were born the year that you were born. And you were not born in Daddy Gio's generation, for example. Amen. You know, some of the things that they confronted, we are confronting. We're not necessarily confronting. We're confronting other devils right now. Amen. For example, the demon of intellectualism it wasn't so strong in their time but it's so strong now amen generation z amen very very irresponsible human beings amen and if you don't know what you are saying if you don't know what you are doing I'm telling you, you will not preach one successful message to Generation Z and Millennials too. Amen. They also are very, very irresponsible, but their own irresponsibility can still hide. But Gen Z's own is out there in the open. Amen. And you must appreciate some of those things so that you can appreciate the will of God. You must ensure that for you, the will of God is not just something that is, it's not just a language for you. Amen. There is something called the will of God. And one of the, what a testimony about David that he served his own generation by the will of God. In other words, what was 
powering David's life was what? The will of God. We can't say that about everybody. We can't say that about every child of God. Amen. So the first thing I want to say to you this evening is that you must just trust the Holy Spirit. You must come to a place where you truly, truly, truly appreciate the will of God. If you read your Bible, I believe all of us here are students of scripture. The Bible talks about the will of the flesh. It talks about the will of man. And then it talks about the will of God. Amen. And it says that we are born, we are born by the will of God or the power of God. Hallelujah. Is this making any sense at all? We must serve the will of God in our generation. And I believe that is where all of this kingdom conversation is leading to. Praise God. Let's see John chapter 1 verse 3. John chapter 1 verse 3. Sorry, verse 13. So you know you know the scripture. And then when we got here, the Bible says, Who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but how? But of God. Amen. I did some small, some small study. Remember, we're talking about serving the will of God in our generation. And I said that if you are going to do that successfully, then you must be very, very familiar with some of the challenges of our time, some of the challenges of this generation. On Wednesday, and this is not even planned at all, on Wednesday, who remembers what Pizak was talking to us about? Was preparing us for the times. How many of us were here on Wednesday? And we said some things that I hope that you have not forgotten, but even if you have forgotten, you can always go back. You can always go back and listen, listen to the message. Hallelujah. One of the issues in this time, one of the issues in this generation is that we, we have a generation that doesn't really, really appreciate that some things are born of God. That some things are born of the spirit and sustained by the spirit. Amen. The will of man, there are many ways you can look at it, but it talks about human human effort. 
independent of grace. Do you know that's why many people are not yet saved? It sounds very easy. How will you just tell me to close my eye or open my eye, put my hand on my, on my chest, and then say after me, sometimes in less than two minutes, and then you say, I'm saved. I didn't grow taller. I didn't get shorter. My shirt did not change. If I was hungry before that prayer, I'll still be hungry. Do you understand this? It's so simple. No drama. But people want to, people want to do so. And that is the kind of generation that we're, we're living in. You must appreciate. For example, Jesus said, what is born of the spirit is spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. Some things are born of the spirit. And if you are somebody that is going to serve the will of God, you must acquaint yourself with some of those things or all of those things that are born of the spirit. Are we understanding this? It's not just, it's not just um, a feel-good conversation. It's not just a feel-good message. It is life that we're, we're dealing with. Hallelujah. So let's see. Let's see, John. Let's see. Okay, that's it there. That which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Amen. Powerful scripture. This, if, you, if you meditate on this scripture, it has the power to change, to change your life. Amen. Because there are many people today that want to do God's work, for example, with the energy of the flesh. It's an error. You can only go, you can only go so far. After a while, your fuel will finish and you'll just be scratching, scratching your head like Pep, Pep Guardiola for people that watch soccer. Amen. That which is born of the spirit is spirit and that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Amen. One of the most important posture that you can take in your heart and in your life is the posture of a servant. Amen. Now we're getting into we're getting into the message proper now. Hallelujah. There are two kinds of servants in scripture. There are willing servants and then there are hired servants. And of that two, of those two, the one that you must choose is the willing, is the willing servant. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are we following? 
the one that you must choose is the willing servant. If you subscribe to the walk of grace, if you subscribe to the walk of the Holy Spirit, where it will naturally push you and take you to is the scripture that we're looking at in Acts um, 13, verse 36. Hallelujah. But you need to appreciate the fact that it doesn't come casually. It doesn't come just by doing things anyhow. Not everybody is serving the will of God in their generation. Hallelujah. Not everybody. Praise the Lord. So I was talking about willing servants and then hired servants. Who is, who is a hired servant? Somebody that is just, just in it for, yes, not just what they can get, but for self-preservation. Um, Amen. Your heart is not really there. That's what they call mercenary. That word mercenary is not really, it's not really a good word. Amen. It means you are just, they just, just pay me and go. If everything likes, let it, let it scatter. That's not my business. I've collected my, my share and I'm gone. That can never be the spirit of God. But that's what we're seeing today in our generation. Hallelujah. So, willing servants and hired servants. Let's read John chapter 10 to drive this to drive this home. John chapter 10 from verse from verse 11. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. As far as God is concerned, you may, you may not have seen yourself as a hireling before, but anybody that is not serving the will of God, anybody that is not serving the purposes of God is a hireling. There's no... There's no better way to, there's no better way to say it. Because the number one reason why people are maybe afraid of the will of God, 
or don't do the will of God or don't give themselves to the will of God as they should is self-preservation. Amen. You now begin to understand why Jesus said, he that, he that um, keeps his life, I'm paraphrasing, will do what? Will lose it. But he that loses his life for my sake, what will happen? He will find it. Amen. So we're, talk, we're saying that all of these conversations that we're having, it is pushing us to Acts 13, 36. You are here for such a time as this. It's not just Esther that was here for such a time as this. You are here for such a time as this. Yesterday, was it yesterday or day before yesterday? One of the words that was impressed on my, I was just thinking about church. I was just thinking about Pizak. And then I just had a very clear impression in my spirit. It is time. Amen. Really didn't know what, but well, I have an idea what, what it means. It is time. Everything that we're doing as a house, it is time. Amen. There is no, there is no, there is no trial. There is no trial and error. Amen. It is time. We're serving the will of God. Hallelujah. Are we following this? So, you take on the posture, you take on the posture of a servant. Very, very important. You take on the posture of a servant. But there are many ways that people, people now want to serve. And that's why we're making this distinction. There are willing servants and then there are hired servants. And all of us, everybody under the sound of my voice, you need to make sure that you are not a mercenary in the house of God. Amen. How do you know you are, how do you know you are a mercenary? The things that, for many of us, the things that don't concern us, they are still, it's a very, very long, long list. You can't really say you are, you are serving the will of God because many things are connected. Amen. Believe it or not, a lot of people, anything that doesn't concern, anything that doesn't bother around some people's immediate family, it doesn't really, really concern them. You are a mercenary. You can't really say that the work of grace is going on in your heart and you will not serve the will of God in your generation. I, I showed us Titus. A lot of people are serving various lusts and pleasures. And if you say, oh, I'm now born again, I'm sure you know that there are lusts that even spiritual people have that is not necessarily the will of God. Do you understand this? The enemy doesn't want you to 
Because we're all serving. But it is what you are serving, who you are serving that will count at the end of the day. Jesus put it very simple. He says, no man can serve two masters. I told you about the law of substitution earlier. It says you would either love one and despise the other. Amen. You can't serve two masters. And I want us to really, really come to a place where we appreciate this. We are here to serve the will of God in our generation. It is time. Amen. It is time. You know when we say things like there is a there is a generation that that Geo can reach for example. Some people some people still don't believe. They still don't they still don't believe it. Ah, the great man of God. How won't he be able to? But it's not about that. Is that he can't really there is a you are here for a time like this and you need to appreciate the challenges of the gen- of this generation so i've mentioned one of those challenges self preservation let's go to john chapter 6 john chapter 6 let's see one of the most profound things that jesus said again john 6 63 john 6 63 Are we there? It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are what? They are life. Amen. This is a popular verse of scripture. But many of us don't appreciate the context in which Jesus said this. Now, before Jesus said this, he had been preaching and he said a lot of strong things. And the Bible records that many of his, many of his disciples left him. They said this is a hard saying who can, before he even said this one, they already said, he said something, they said this is a hard saying. Amen. That's when he was saying some vampire-like stuff. You eat my blood, eat my flesh, drink my blood, and all of that. And people were, and they got to a point and said, this is a hard saying. If you read the verse before this, the Bible says that they were offended. Amen. Hallelujah. Offense we're talking about serving the will of God. Offense in our generation is at an all-time high. Amen. Is at an all-time high. And that was the picture here. And then after that, after the offending, Jesus said, it is the spirit that gives life. Do, do, you really, do you really believe this? It says the flesh profits nothing. The way some people are still behaving, they don't, they don't really, 
They don't really believe it. He says, the words that I speak to you, they are what? They are spirits and they are life. Amen. So, if you put all of this together, in this generation, this is something that God wants us to know and declare. There's really no life anywhere. It says it is the spirit that gives life. But many of us are not giving ourselves to the things of the spirit the way that God will have us do so. It means that you either don't, it means that you really don't believe this or you believe that they're just whining us. There's life somewhere else. Amen. Because if you, if you believe that there is no life anywhere, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. What is nothing? Amen. Nothing is nothing. It means that there is, there is no good thing about the flesh. And Jesus doesn't lie. If, if the flesh had some profit, he would have said so. Hallelujah. But he says the flesh profits nothing. And that is something that God is, is calling us, is calling us to. Hallelujah. It is the spirit. Declare it everywhere that you go. This is not just for, for, for preachers alone. Do you know that because of the offense that we see around, there is the temptation to to adjust adjust many things do you know how many people cannot declare god's word as they should because they are they are they are intimidated a generation that intimidates you how can you be the savior hallelujah praise god and the bible calls us saviors how many of you live your life as a savior. How many of you walk knowing that you are literally somebody's savior? Amen. And that is the, that is the generation that we're, we're living in. Amen. It is time. Hallelujah. Can you tell your neighbor it is time to declare God's word. The spirit gives life. Amen. The spirit gives life. Hallelujah. At a time when offense is at an all time high. So let me ask you, what, what is it that is offending you? As you are here now, as you are sitting down listening to me. What part of the what part of the Bible, what part of pastor's messages are still offending you? Hallelujah. Because you have those things. You have people that are genuinely, the man of God is just preaching innocently. Or sometimes you even know. If it's a pastor like a pastor who says he's also counting with people that left. So you know that he's not... We're not kidding here. Amen. But 
people are genuinely offended by just the preaching of God's word. You've not collected their wife. You've not cheated them in a business deal. You've not taken their money. Just that you are preaching the Bible, people are offended. And we all need to watch it. Amen. Because many of those people are in our churches. They are not even, they are not even outside. Praise the Lord. So, when the Bible says that David served the will of God in his generation, you must bring it to your own, to your own context. You see, all of the madness we see in our time, I don't know about you, but it just makes me, for example, appreciate the power of God more. Hallelujah. I see, I interact with addicts every day, practically every day. Maybe, maybe just, maybe apart from Sunday, unless they are here. But if they are not here, if they are not here, I don't really engage them on Sundays. But Monday, and they are here because they've started coming to church and God is setting them free. Hallelujah. And I can tell you that aside from all of the English of psychologists and all of that, that thing is just the power of God. Whatever makes somebody high on cocaine, that power wants to follow you to your grave. Amen. So even doctors now will tell you, let's just manage it all the all of that english all those big books is just management you were smoking 10 wraps every day you are now smoking five it's a big success amen because there's no power it's management hallelujah i remember when a class and a very big man was talking and said ah that this thing this thing cannot be, this thing doesn't have a cure. You can only manage it. And we're very few of us. We're telling him that God can set you free. As in you, you used to smoke before, whatever you used to smoke, and you just wake up tomorrow and that desire is gone. It was now becoming um, argument. After a while, we just said, uh, that's your own that's your own business, but this is what God can do. Amen. All, everything that we see, it makes us appreciate the power, the power of God. Hallelujah. Some things can only go away by the power, by the power of God. There's a teaching I'm looking forward to that pastor said he's going to teach and I'm really looking forward to it because it would bring a lot of things home. The teaching about devils and, and demons. Because many people behave as if there are no demons. But there, I believe that there is more 
there are more demonic operations in our day than before. They are just more sophisticated. That's why you don't, you don't, you don't believe that this thing is, is demonic. Amen. For example, there is a level of anger that is purely demonic. And if you keep saying, that is how I am, that is how you will be. Amen. Even as a man of God, that demon wants to follow you. Hallelujah. You won't know when during service you have slapped like three of your members. Amen. And then you now you know it's more shameful to apologize later. And then you apologize two weeks after you do the same thing. Hallelujah. There is a level of anger that is that is demonic. There is a level of lust, sexual perversion that is demonic. People, when we talk about lewdness, people think that lewdness is just um, opening your body. It's beyond that. It is the literal meaning. It, it is unashamed indecency. So it means that you are naked, though, but there's no shame. You know, that's a high level of demonic, demonic oppression. Amen. You are naked. At least you see some, some girls now on back. At least they are still trying to adjust. Those ones still have, there's still some shame. Because if there's no shame, you won't be trying to adjust what cannot be, what cannot be adjusted. Amen. But at another level, there is no shame. In fact, if you are not careful, you that is dressed normally, you are the one that they want to transfer the shame to. Those are high level demonic operations. So all of the madness that we see, it should help us appreciate the power of God. It is the spirit that gives life. It means that there is a place, if you are in ministry, for example, there is a place that ministry flows from. So any ministry that is not flowing from the spirit, life is not flowing. It is another thing that is flowing and there can be no deliverance. Amen. That's what we're saying. It is time and all of us need to roll our sleeves and really get into this thing. If you need to be rolling the sleeves of your shirt every day to remind yourself that that's the, that's the mentality you need to have, you need to do it. Praise God. The third one, very quickly, and I really, really like this one. Anybody that is flowing in serving the will of God, if you have allowed the work of the Spirit get you to this point, it is sure, it is guaranteed, you will be a wonder. Amen. This same David, in Psalm 71 verse 7, he said, I am as a wonder to many. Hallelujah. I am as a wonder to many. Why does God want you to be a wonder? 
this is our gener this generation, Gen Z, millennial, it's a very arrogant generation that tries to explain everything. Amen. I want to beg you in the name of Jesus, if you are somebody that likes to explain things away, explain the goodness of God away, be careful. And don't just be careful, run away from people that do such. You hear a miracle, you have an explanation for it. You won't go far. Amen. The word translated, the word translated wonder is terror. Amen. And it deals with things that cannot be explained. And there is a way that a wonder or signs and wonders together, that perfect blend, there is a way that it touches the emotions and the will of men, of human beings. Amen. Anything that you can't really explain, your pride is, is, is brought down. And God wants to show many, many wonders in this, in this generation. I don't know if you are ready, but you know when I see some people's status or whatever, they say, I'm here for it. One of the things you must be here for is signs and wonders. Amen. We're going to see a lot of it. Because we have a generation of scoffers. Amen. A generation of mockers. And the only way to shut that generation up is by wonders. What is a wonder? Anything that you cannot explain. So you need to, in your own life, you need to come to terms with the fact that there are things that you can't explain. And then God now wants to make your life that, he wants to, he wants to make that phenomenon known through your life. There are things that cannot be explained. Amen. But believe it or not, there are people that are so arrogant, they believe that they can explain away everything. Hallelujah. That is the kind of generation that God is calling us to serve, serve his will. I don't know if you are ready, but ultimately, that's where all of this is going to. Something you are serving it means that that is what you are that is what you are living for how many of you want us want god to make you a wonder we all want god to make us wonders that is what will bring people to the saving knowledge of jesus are you following this so be careful so god is calling you to scoffers and people that Try to make mockery of everything. You now imagine the tragedy when you yourself, you still have elements, elements of that 
it means that the work of God, the will of God will not prosper in your hand. Amen. God wants to make you a wonder. That is what would silence a lot of people. Things that cannot be explained. Extraordinary. And he's already doing it. But we're going to see it on a larger on a larger scale. Amen. Amen. Do you know how gentle doctors look? Especially if it's a doctor that is very arrogant. When a woman delivers a baby, for example, without a womb. You know, science can't explain that. And many times they are just gentle. They are just... And imagine that happens on a much larger scale. Evangelism will be, will be easier. Amen. Please, don't, let, don't allow what you call revelation drive you drive you away from this dimension of God the wonder working power of God our God is a God of wonders whatever tribe you call yourself you need to constantly be seeing the wonders you need to be hearing the wonders I am as a wonder to many This house, for example, is a wonder. And it's going to be like that for a very, very long time. Amen. The wonders will keep keep increasing. Hallelujah. We have great testimonies to the glory of God. And we're looking out for more. So, please, expect wonders. Arrange your life in a way where you yourself can become a wonder. Wonders can flow through you. Everywhere that you go, wonders. Amen. Whether your name is wonder or not, arrange your life in a way where wonders can flow. That is what will silence, silence scoffers. There are people, I meet them, a lot of times they want to explain everything there are people that want to explain why we are where we are now as a house they have explanation for it their book is very big like this but of course much of it is just is just nonsense but they think that they are making sense amen i remember telling someone about a scholarship that one of my friends got with a lot of excitement. But by the time this guy finished explaining it away, I quickly ended the call because I didn't want anything to... And it was, it was making sense to him. And there are people, there are people like that. Hallelujah. But you need to know that there are things that you can't, you can't explain. That's why a lot of people have high blood pressure. You want to explain what cannot be explained. A man of God prophesies over your life, for example, your husband is coming. 
And then you look in the room. Funsha has done introduction today now. Boali has done introduction today. Is he all these short, short people that will come to meet me? And these are some of the things that people... Is he all these short, short people that are coming? Amen. You are not ready for a wonder. And if I'm God, I will take that word. Take that word back. When you are 40. Let's... Amen. These are... People try to explain... A lot of things that cannot be explained. Amen. And that is the arrogance of this generation. It might not have been like this in the previous generations. But it's the arrogance of this, of this generation. And you need to run away from that. You need to sanctify. You need to sanctify your heart so that you can be a deliverer. You can be a savior. One of the implications of this scripture is that David was a savior in his generation. Amen. A lot of people are still running from pillar to post because they don't understand that they are, they are saviors. They are, they are deliverers in their generation. And God wants to make you a wonder. Familiarize yourself with this aspect of God. If you've not seen wonders in your family, get ready. Amen. If you've not seen wonders in your, in your office, get ready. And it is you that God, it is you that God wants to use. Amen. Jesus said that with God, all things are what? Possible all things. In another place, he said it in the reverse. He says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. All of us need that. That's the real vaccine that you need. Amen. Because naturally speaking, it's impossibilities. You, people see impossibilities all around. But that is the real um, vaccine that we need to see possibilities. The Bible says, can a nation be born in a day? No, that's not a joke. Amen. We all need that vaccine. Hallelujah. Can a nation be born in a day? Do you know it has gotten so bad? And this is one of the ways you will know if you are serving the will of God or not. It has gotten so bad that when, if you are not careful, whenever anybody is prophesying about Nigeria, for example, you may not laugh outside, but in your heart, you are laughing. And you are, you want to see whether that word will come to pass, not because you love God, but just to show the man of God that is not very accurate. Amen. A lot of us sitting down here, we don't really believe that God is doing a new thing in our nation. Even though Pizak has prophesied it severally. 
In fact, the last major one was um, on, on Zoom. So I'm sure some of us at that point, maybe you just leave the thing there and go and do what you're, go and do what you're doing. You don't really, you don't really believe. Amen. And we're not ready, we're not ready for, for wonders. And it's not even about believing or, it's not even about believing or not believing. Because you can't just wake up now and say, I want to believe. If that process is not on in your heart and in your mind, you will be struggling. Remember I said human, human effort. A lot of us are not engaging grace the way that we are supposed to, supposed to engage grace. Is this making any sense to us at all? We must serve, or God wants us to serve his will, serve his purposes in our generation. Not in your child's generation. In your, in your generation. So let me help you put that in time. If you stay with God well, you are not in a hurry to to go to heaven the next 40 years what will you be doing will you just be eating and getting fat amen by the ne- after the next 40 years we all begin to go one by one depending on how you have depending on your negotiation with God and your desire for long life. Some people don't want to reach 80. I've met them. If someone said he doesn't want to reach 70, I quickly, <laughs> I quickly moved away from him. I didn't know much then, but I knew that, no, this 70, this guy is just talking anyhow. I hope God will have mercy on him. Amen. So, in the next 40 years or 50 years, what will you, what will be said about you? So, it is time to serve the will of God. And if you, if you, if you appreciate this, you will understand the energy that somebody like Pizak shows all of us or the energy that he runs on it's not just because he's a, he's a preacher it's not every preacher that has that has his energy amen in fact some people are younger than him they're already doing like a daddy Gio's spiritual father <laughs> amen hallelujah and those ones you know that these ones are not really going anywhere. And I want you to appreciate that. It's not many things we do as a house. It's not just because um, we're preachers or whatever. But by the grace of God, some of this understanding is strong. And you know that you don't have, you don't have all the time. And then you make the best use of the time that you have. This is the real meaning of redeeming the time. When Paul said, be not unwise. 
And then he, he said, be not unwise. And then in that same sentence, he says, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So it means that the fruit of, the fruit of wisdom, the fruit of wisdom is that you understand the will of God. The fruit that you are not wise as well is that you don't understand the will of God or you behave like someone, even if you say you understand, when we look at your life, you are behaving like somebody that does not understand. And Paul says, be not unwise. It is time. Whatever you will do to understand, I want to beg you, any gap, as a house, for example, any, you, everybody, if you are truly a member of this house, you have a fair idea of where we are going. Any, any of those things that has not really entered your heart the way it should, don't, don't be casual. Don't say the, the love for it will come by next anniversary. By that next anniversary, you may not even be a member again. Amen. If you continue at this rate that you are going, let's bridge the gap. Don't be a mercenary in the house of God. A mercenary is somebody that doesn't really care. Amen. That doesn't really care. Let me give you this analogy. We all hear of maybe corruption in offices or corruption in in our political um, space and all of that. Do you know that it is it is a whole lot more difficult to steal, for example, when your heart is really when your heart is really involved in that thing. It's not impossible, but it's more it's more difficult. The Bible says no man hates his own flesh. What does that mean? It means that anything that you are really a part of, you will not behave as if it doesn't concern you. Do you understand this? That's the, that's the, that's the implication. No man, he was telling us about marriage, and he says no man hates his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. It means that once that miracle of joining can happen, a lot of things will flow, a lot of things will flow seamlessly. Do you get this? And there is, there is an aloofness in this generation that is, that is evil. When the Bible says, mind your business, it is in a, it is in a certain context. In another context, mind your business is pure evil and pure irresponsibility and you cannot be a savior like that another practical example as we as we close when we talk about our brothers and sisters in the north a lot of us don't care even to pray is difficult talk less of of give because you've not really seen yourself as part of them. 
it was when they started coming gradually to the southwest, people now began to talk and, and make noise. They've been kidnapping people in Lagos since only God knows how long. But it was when they started doing it in Lekki. We started hearing noise everywhere. They've not even seen anything yet. Amen. Praise God. That is a picture of what can happen when you are, when you are far. When you are distant. When your heart is not really, really connected. And it's time to bridge the gap. A lot of people are far. A lot of us are not as connected connected as we should be because serving the will of God is not it's not automatic amen it's not automatic and you need to you need to ap- appreciate that praise the lord have we did this make any sense at all it's very practical and the the impact of your life will be a whole lot more because this is very 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 practical. From today, begin to see yourself as a savior. There are, know what you call pride, know what you call humility. There are people that will go to hell if you don't open your mouth and talk to them. Amen. Another person will not do it. Praise God. If the if God is leading you to give to somebody, that person, maybe school fees, for example. If you don't do it, that person may not go to school. Amen. It's very, very practical. Or it may take another, maybe another two years for some people, another five years before that cycle, before that cycle returns. Do you understand this? These are very, very practical things. If we did not start this church when we started, I'm not too sure we'll be here. We'll be here today. Amen. If we didn't move here when we moved, I'm not sure we'll be here today. So you don't have all the time. I appreciate the fact that you don't have you don't have all the time. When God was telling the children of Israel to eat the, the Passover, in one of those places, he says they should eat in haste. So not just eat, but eat in, in haste. Some of us are doing as if we have all the time. If you don't cast out that devil now, a lot of things, a lot of things will spoil. It's very, very practical. And all of us, this is not just what concerns Pizak alone or what concerns any of the pastors. It is something that concerns all of us because all of us have our own reach. We have people that you are called to influence and all of that. And it's my prayer that as we keep these conversations going, we would all serve the will of God in 
our generation. Hallelujah. So God bless you. And please meditate on this.